Welcome to Pocket Change, a special type of episode for those folks who have a short commute or just a few minutes to spare in between rollerblading and polishing your rollerblade wheels. There's one theme, a handful of questions to consider, and a pocket full of ideas for you to ponder in order to start making changes in your educational community. This is your host, Emily Hendricks. And right beside Emily is your co-host, Valerie Sun. We're both co-hosts and we're both hosts. It's we, we make it work. We definitely do. We got a good thing going on here. Valerie, you and Tracy, who's not with us right now, went to a really prolific conference that's based in like the Western states, you could say, like California, Nevada. Um, it's called Q. And every spring, I've, I've been to it many times as a presenter, and uh, they, always, they also have a conference in the fall. Um, the spring conference is humongous. It's in Palm Springs every year, and there's thousands of people there. Not, not quite as big as ISTE, which is more of an international conference, but it's, it's a really uh, solid community and a lot of open-minded educators attend that also want to add to their tech tool belt a bit. This year, I wasn't able to attend, but Valerie and Tracy were there. And uh, I'm very curious about what they saw and how they reacted to it. And no, they didn't uh, step into a a new alien movie. Um, Valerie, why don't you explain what I'm referring to? Yeah. So at Spring Q this year, for the first time at the Spring Q conference, was a wellness room. This was a space that was just a little bit off by the main hallway, where it's kind of between the conference center or the, the convention center and the hotel. And it was, it offered two rooms. There was the main room where you walk in, there was soft music playing. It smelled like lavender. Even before you walk in, you could smell the lavender. So you kind of automatically feel calmer already, right? And then there just were these activities that you can do, including a gratitude wall where people got to write down the things that they were grateful for. There was a space for you to be creative, to color, to build with Legos, to build different designs using sticks and gems and stones. There was a coloring space if you wanted to draw something. And even a little like water painting thing. I don't know what it's called, but it's with the water brush that you brush onto the stone or paper-like thing. And you had this temporary painting that you did. The techie aspect of this was they had these really calming posters. But if you scanned them with an app, they were actually AR. um, I forget what AR stands for. Augmented reality. Yes. There was um, some augmented reality components to it where you could see these really soft movements 
One of them was a, once you scanned it, there were these butterflies that would fly to different places. It was really, really neat. So that was one room. They had an, an adjoining room where there was yoga mats and comfy seats for people to sit and rest in. It was a space for them to meditate. And as we discovered, also a great space to nap. Emily, have you ever napped at a conference before? <laughs> well, not in the the conference space proper. Like usually I, I'll step away to my hotel room if I really need a nap, but there's not really typically in previous conferences an appropriate area to have that that sense of comfort and peace and calm. Um, and so I'm actually very intrigued by this because it does remind me of kind of a, the the combination of one of those like like yoga kind of prayer rooms and in, in airports and like a second grade classroom, you know, and that that might have um, colors and playful things that adults forget that they know how to do and artwork and and um, activities with the hands to kind of distract from um, and and allow your brain to to process fully, and I you know, those elements of um, pure, like, reset and inner peace that um, oftentimes, when I was talking with Valerie about this earlier, you know, the day-to-day for a typical teacher is a timeline. It is a schedule of some variety or another, and, and students as well. And this sounds like... Um, from based on the description that she's given that you know this is a great model of how can you know teachers actually reset and and get grounded again after like feeling so pressed for time or just pressed for like what's the next thing I need to plan which before the pandemic totally normal it would still be maybe stressful and not always attainable for everybody but it was like considered normal for a teacher during the pandemic and after post-pandemic, it's like, wow, people still have baggage that maybe isn't fully processed yet. And not just teachers, students as well. And so this is a great model of, man, we're, we're acknowledging that people have been through so much and yet they're still asked and required to stick to this like demanding job, you know, this demanding job with a, with a demanding schedule. And and look, you know, don't forget that self-care that, you know, helps to support that bottom of that Maslow's triangle. And uh, it's very awesome stuff here. I love I love what Q did. And I'm curious if maybe other conferences and schools can start adopting these spaces. What makes a good wellness space, Valerie? What do you think? Like what elements should it have to provide that sort of um, environment. Well, I really dug the soft music that was playing because you walked in, it was just this relaxing background noise, right? Um, I heard that plants are good because it's natural. It makes you feel like you're somewhere else for a few moments. And it also gives off oxygen. Um, I think having comfortable chairs or at least a space that is comfortable for people to sit in 
or even a meditation mat where people would feel comfortable in lying down, that would be great, right? And maybe some relaxing posters if possible, or just posters that perhaps remind you to take a deep breath because it is a space for you to kind of calm down, right? And and I say for those of us who who like scents and whatnot, perhaps a diffuser that's diffusing something really nice and calming would be great too. Yeah, and if if you could choose your your top one or two or three diffusion scents, what what do you think an ideal diffusion scent would be? Lavender for sure. That would be in there or some kind of a mix of lavender. Um, perhaps something floral that isn't too strong. Definitely not peppermint, nothing minty because that's supposed to excite your brain, right? Um, I know that with a few essential oils brands, they actually have these particular relaxation mixes. So maybe one of those could also be a good choice too. Mm-hmm. And I like uh, if if we're talking candles, which is somewhat related. Mm-hmm. I I am not like a flowery or fruity candle person. Typically, I tend to go for like the um, sandalwood, you know, whiskey, tobacco kind of smells, which it really puts me in a peaceful place. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so, you know, whatever tunes your brain to that that right station for you um, could be a great diffusion scent. Yeah. So, you know, just think, would you like to have a space like this on your school campus? And do you think you would take advantage of it? Or do you think your students would take advantage of it? Because how nice would it be to really just have this little refuge during a really busy school day? I don't know if y'all have ever followed an eighth grader or a 10th grader around with the shuff, like with the shuffling from one period to the next period, sitting in these uncomfortable chairs for this whole entire day, even the lunch benches aren't too comfortable, right? So to offer them this space just to regroup, you know, I think would be really nice. I don't know if everybody would take advantage of it, but the students who go to the library where it's nice and quiet, where there are sometimes more comfortable chairs. You know, maybe there's a space in the library that could become a space like this. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe there's a space in your classroom that you could convert to like a peaceful place if you don't have another separate room. Um, And there's power in that communal feel of it, I think, too. It's one thing. It's it's still restorative and very healthy to to be by yourself and 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 to reset. There there's absolutely merit to that, and I think it amplifies its merits when you're together with other people and it's still peaceful and focused and intentional. So let's think of some ways that we could maybe transform or convert spaces into a new reimagined wellness area. And if you're doing that already at your school, please let us know. You can 
email struggleforchangepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you're doing in your school or what you've um, seen in other places. Yeah, I would love to know if there is a school that has something created already that the students take advantage of. And if you are able to offer this corner in your classroom, or if you have seen this kind of space in action on a school site, definitely let us know. Or if you don't have it yet, what would it look like for you? How would you implement it in your classroom or on your school campus? And share that with us. Doesn't hurt to dream. No, it does not. That is a a wrap up of our first episode of Pocket Change. Let's fill your pockets with dreams. Thanks for tuning in to Struggle for Change. If you have a real story to tell about a struggle you or someone you know has faced in education, or if you have an idea for a future episode, send us an email at struggleforchangepodcast at gmail.com and we will be in touch. You can also find us at struggleforchange.com. Welcome to Pocket Change, a special, oh, let me do it again. A-E-I-O-U.